Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. George Hill driving the basket, no good. Rudy, tip follow-up and in, 19-6. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for Thursday, the 13th of October, a Facebook Live edition coming your direction. If I see another free throw, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. Rudy Gobert continues to catch down low and finish, and it matters. Dante shows the flashes that had everybody excited. Zach Lowe's got the NBA World uh, Twitter and an in-arena interview. It's all coming up on the Alan Horton edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Locked on Jazz is live on Facebook Live for a Thursday. Uh, right now, you can get it. Uh, and send in your questions. Submit, please. Follow us. Love it. Thank you. All right, so a bunch of stuff today. Uh, today is Thursday, Facebook Live show, and it's going to be kind of a mixed match because I'm stealing some other stuff, and, and it, you'll get it. Uh, and it's uh, brought to you by... Uh, uh, our good friends at the uh, Shamrock Auto Group. They bring us every Thursday edition of Locked on Jazz Facebook Live. It's also brought to you today by Sherlock Intelligence, our big data buddies who do great work with data for the Locked on Podcast uh, Network. I'll tell you more about the two of them uh, as we come up and, and take your question. Thanks for the thumbs up on Facebook Live. All right, so uh, tomorrow's show is going to be awesome because Garrett Jensen who has been amazing to me and kind of become my brains behind all the numbers. I kind of have the ideas and I need really smart people to put them together. Has put together season projections based on pack and where every team is going to finish. So that's on tomorrow's show. Uh, so make sure you get that. I, I, I got a lot of promotion stuff here. Locked on NBA has, for the next two weeks, is NBA preview editions with all of the Locked On Podcast Network hosts. So really cool. About five to seven minutes from every Locked On Podcast Network host about their teams, what bring, what makes it the best, and... Uh, and what you know, where that team's coming, what's going on with them, all storylines. So yesterday I posted kind of the first half of the Eastern Conference. Today I'll post the second half. I also drop in my thoughts, my pack ratings, um, and things like that on those teams uh, in the midst of it. So those that's up on Locked on NBA. Today's edition I'm calling the Alan Horton edition, and here's why. Uh, I will eventually slow down. Alan Horton, the great thing about having the Lockdown Podcast Network, which we've built that now has every NBA team but the Washington Wizards up and running, every NFL team up and running, plus the national shows, is that I listen to all these guys. And Drew Davison of Lockdown Cowboys is doing a great job inserting sound, as is Alan. And Alan yesterday dropped in the first in-arena interview. In other words, he had, uh, and it's worth listening to, a really good interview with Tom Haberstrow on the end of his show. So I am going to now do this hopefully every night that we're in an arena, I'm going to interview someone uh, and then I'll just play it the next day. So it's not really about what happened that night. It's about the next day, which is kind of weird, but we'll figure that out. And so Tim Kempton, 
of the Suns broadcast team joined me last night for about seven or eight minutes, and I'll put that on the backside of this podcast uh, for you. So this one is loaded. Tomorrow's going to be loaded as well. Should I put Kempton on the backside of tomorrow? It's really simple. He's trusting his teammates more to get the ball after he screens, or he's trusting his teammates more to throw him the ball when he cuts. And what I mean by that, the, the ball doesn't always come to him immediately. Um, you know, when he's dynamic and he rolls hard to the rim, uh, he may get on a lob. He also has the, the, the potential to seal his man um, and get really low position. And when he gets it down deep there, that's different. You know, throwing Rudy the ball there is, is better than throwing it to him 12 feet from the basket and asking him to create a shot for himself. That's not who Rudy is right now. So he's doing things, I think, that are making people more confident and throw him the ball in situations where he can be successful. And I think what's happened is he's figured it out a little bit and he's starting to do it more. I should, shouldn't I? Let's do that instead. Change of plans. We'll put Kempton on the backside tomorrow on the backside of the pack stuff. All right, and we'll answer all your questions. Then we'll have more time for your questions today. All right, we open. Oh, I'm tired already. Uh, we open every single show with pins across the world. Uh, and so we are going to do that uh, right now. Uh, let's go to James Lewis. J.D. Lewis, James Dalton Lewis, he's in Spokane, Washington. My name is J.D. Lewis. I'm currently in law school, Gonzaga in Spokane. I'm finishing up my last year. I've been heading out to find a job, hopefully. I've been a lifelong jazz fan from a young age. My fondest memories are watching the jazz games with my dad while I yelled at TV. My dad would go so in, so invested in the game, he'd start yelling and throwing things, uh, uh, throwing out four-letter words that he normally wouldn't say, uh, around a kid, but would let a few slip here and there. During one of the down years when the jazz he said a few too many of those words uh, that my mentally disabled sister, her favorite pastime, was seeing our dad yell. The more he yells at the TV, the more she laughs. Picked up uh, the saying, damn jazz, and would say she would yell this often. After one day, she yelled, damn jazz, at school. Dad wisely chose to give up yelling at the TV, but it's just as intense when he watches. When I was young, I talked to my mom into taking me to an autograph sign in my car. I'm alone. My mom was not happy when he showed up, and there was more than an hour line uh, to get the autograph. As soon as Carl saw my sister in a wheelchair, he told us to come to the front of the line. He didn't just sign the picture uh, of Carl I had brought, but he also gave my sister a signed jersey. I grew up idolizing John Stockton. He even played on the AAU team with one of his sons. Growing up, John owns a gym right by the law school uh, that he has old jazz floor from the Delta Center. Cool thing is every Thursday, John uh, closes down the gym to play pickup that you have to have a special invite to play. A few of my law school classmates played college ball and got the invite. I'm 5'7", so I haven't gotten the invite. And they say John is still twice as good as anyone that shows up. I'm hoping to make it out to Portland season opener. I have notifications set on my SeatGeek app to let me know when ticket prices drop enough that I can afford it. If I do make it out, hope to see you. I've been a big fan for years. The podcast, perfect 30-minute break in my studying. That is from J.D. Lewis, and that is a loaded, awesome uh, start to uh, the podcast today. All right, let's go to our tip-off story of the day. Uh, yesterday, uh, really, the Jazz did a, a, a fabulous job of just dominating that game early and controlled every aspect of what was taking place. Uh, Rudy Gobert was dominant, and I've said this before. I think Rudy gets very fired up to play anytime he's playing against somebody who's uh, drafted ahead of him uh, in the draft, and Alex Len was the fifth pick the year Rudy was the 27th, so Rudy fires up for that, and he just kills him. He kills him every 
single time. Killed him in the first preseason game. Killed him in this one. But the thing Rudy is doing is making himself available to catch in a way that he's never done before. And I asked Quinn Snyder about that before the game yesterday. Here's what he had to say. So, so much goes into this that Rudy is making himself available, as Quinn says, trusting his teammates. Part of it is setting the pick, getting your teammate free, and knowing that you'll still get the ball on the backside. Part of it's his teammates looking for him. I think there's a whole footwork aspect of things that Rudy's working on here that is making a big difference. Uh, If they're switching, you're rolling one way. If they're not switching, you might roll another way. Uh, I really... What I'm seeing from Rudy, it's it's huge, and we talked about this earlier in the week. If you can get Rudy Gobert to become a offensive force at the rim, it changes everything. One, it's crazily efficient possessions. Two, he does a masterful job uh, of being able to force the de- – by, by being so tall, he forces the defense down to the basket, and that's spacing. As much as anything else, that's – spacing if you can get a the same way that you pull guys out to the three-point line you can drag guys down to the basket and so if Rudy can do that with the power he's doing it within the preseason it matters the other one is he's making his free throws so now if he's getting fouled and he hits 70 percent of his free throws this is enormous this well if you just think about pack um player points above average created you know a a, a point a pack point's a big point. Like, I think you could move him from a .8 pack player to a 1.8 pack player, and, and it really, really matters. Uh, you know, Garrett Jensen, who I mentioned earlier, has done a really nice job of trying to figure out, you know, what is pack worth? What does pack do for you? And, a, a pack, uh, you know, I almost think that pack gives, you know, an extra pack point. Um starts to give you a few more wins, right? I mean, it's really maybe two or three wins. It's it's a lot. You know, I, I think Rudy suddenly going to the basket and creating action at the rim and more importantly being able to finish and catch and be fouled are is really a chance to be offensively game-changing to who the Jazz are. Plus, he ran the floor a few times. There was a play last night we just haven't seen. I mean, George Hill's running a fast break, stutter steps to slow down and bring the defense to him to allow Rudy enough time to catch up, and we get a layup out of it. Or he might have gotten fouled. One of the, or, or a three-point play, I don't remember. But <clears throat> it's simply, uh, it, it is simply a, uh, a basic, fundamental, fast break play that we haven't seen out of the Utah Jazz in some time. By the way, this Facebook Live thing is hard. There's questions coming in. There's stuff flying at me from every direction, and I am having a hard time focusing on this much caffeine uh, in the morning. So I will try to do a better job as I continue um, to uh, do Facebook Live. And because my phone's up, every tweet that comes in or text that comes in to me is flashing at me. I'll, I'll do a better job of staying focused while I do Facebook Live and find a way. Uh, to have it not be as distracting uh, as it is today uh, to me. I'll see if I can do better. But Rudy catching around the rim really changes. Um, it really changes everything. And and it's a huge part of it is obviously making the free throws. But I have said this a lot. I've never thought 
the free throws were that big a difference. Um, I, I really think that the free throws are, are that big a deal. He's at 58, 57. If he was at 60, we just would never talk about it. So if he goes to 60 and 65 or goes to 70, he becomes a force. DeAndre Jordan is an offensive force, and he shoots 35%. Uh, so <clears throat> that's the extreme. If if Rudy's shooting 54% he's and he gets fouled, he, it's 1.08 points per possession. That is still way above league average. That's still the best offense in the NBA. So it's really a non-issue. Uh, but now he's catching. He's finishing. He's got confidence. Teams have to game plan for it. I think it's it's really changing who the Jazz are. It's got high possibility. And it's – so – and, and you go back to Quinn's quote, it's trusting your teammates. It's also being healthier, having a strong base, having your knees be healthy. Uh, it's also being a starter for the second time. It's what I've talked about so much about both Rodney and Rudy, that they're starters for the second time, and that dramatically will change who they are. Uh, the, today's show, the live Facebook edition, is brought to you by the Shamrock Auto Group. Uh, these are some really good guys out in Pleasant Grove. They generally will... Uh, they emphasize kind of what I would uh, call the uh, Utah County assault vehicles uh, out there for you, and usually ones that have been uh, u- uh, slightly used. So if you look right now when you go to Shamrock Auto Group, you've got a 2014 Honda Pilot for $28,900. Honda Pilot is just an amazing car. You've got a 2014 Dodge Durango for $27,900. you have got some uh, really beautiful uh, Chevrolet Chevy Suburban 2015 for the family of seven uh, that's up there. There's Cadillac Escalade 2015, right? 2015. So the initial money's come off. You get a great deal. The other thing that Shamrock Auto Group is going to do is give you an experience that they believe will continue to give them these incredible five-star rankings on Google and everywhere else. They're going to be nice and helpful salespeople, no pressure. Rob is the... Uh, is the owner, and he just will give you a cell number. Here it is. It's 801-319-2250. 801-319-2250. Rob mentioned, you know, it isn't a big deal if a customer doesn't buy from us. It is a big deal that we take care of the needs of the customer. Everyone at Shamrock work very hard to help every customer get the right car or truck that fits their budget and fits their need. Kirk Wright wrote up at Google, after purchasing a car 15 years ago at a large auto dealer, uh, I had a bad experience. I vowed I'd never buy a car again from a dealer. But uh, when we noticed a car we were looking for was at Shamrock Auto Group, we did decide to check out with great hesitation. But Brigham and Callan quickly eased our hesitation, friendly, knowledgeable, no pressure, business manners, and they made the deal perfect for us. Uh, We got our dream car. It was a great buying experience. Annie Miller or Amy Miller wrote, "Fantastic place to buy a car. No beep and beep. I can't say that on there. Salesman was great, totally friendly, no pressure, knowledgeable too. Helped us get in the trade, into our truck. A great value on that. We live in Southern Nevada, and it was totally worth coming all the way to Pleasant Grove to get that. They've been in business for about nine years. Huge fans of the podcast. These are our guys. Give Rob a call. 801-319-2250. is available 24-7 for you. And they do a great job. If you're considering purchasing a truck in the next few weeks or a car, you know someone who is, tell them about Shamrock Auto Group. Have them check it out. Have them save the money and uh, get a super nice vehicle. Great buying experience. Rob's number again is 801-319-2250. Shamrock Auto Group. All right, we touched on uh, uh, Rudy. 
Dante's had some moments in training camp where everyone's gotten really excited, and then he's had some moments out on the floor where he hasn't been very good. And he kind of goes back and forth, and this is what he's going to do for much of the year. But yet, last night against a not very good team was one of those nights in which he got you very excited. He was terrific. And uh, that's, it's, you know, that's what has everybody about Dante I mean, feeling as though there's a chance that he could still be great. And when I've talked about Dante, what I've said all year long is that he has shown us why he was the fifth pick of the draft. And over the last two nights, he's reminded us why he was the fifth pick of the draft. His defense in the game against the Clippers was remarkable at six foot six, long, changing game, winning the game for you. And then last night, he showed against a lesser defensive team that really doesn't seem to be very well put together right now. He uh, was able to get wherever he wanted to get to on the sh- on the floor. And those are the qualities that have made that are making Dante, you know, who he is. That makes Dante. The former number five pick of the draft makes Dante seem, you know, that he could be a, a, a elite level player uh, in the NBA, and he's he's showing that he's still got a long way to go. He's played once in two years. He's played really once in three years, if you think about it. Uh, he's played four games since he came back from the ACL. But to see him aggressively get into the spots, to see him get through, to see him start to try to finish. These are all huge steps. There's going to be bad ugly nights. There's going to be these wacky little turnovers. Whereas Ron Boone said last night on postcast, he's making 20% passes. They got 20% chance of being complete. He's still got a long progression. But we saw last night from Dante the pieces of the puzzle that get you so darn excited uh, about who he is. And that that's, you know, I, I want to make sure that when he has a bad night, we're not jumping on here and saying, oh, Dante's got no chance. And I want to make sure that when he has a good night, we don't get just too excited. The, the thing that I think we've talked about is exactly what I've said. We've seen these steps and these flashes uh, from him that make you believe he can be uh, really, really good. Uh, Zach Lowe has everybody all fired up with his various uh, predictions. 50, he actually, everything he had on the Jazz was positive. He couldn't be uh, more positive in uh, about the Jazz. One, he had them winning 50 games, which is interesting. Um, I, I, I'm fairly excited uh, about that idea. I think there's a real chance. The one thing I've talked about a lot is, you know, what are the things that have to happen for the Jazz to have that elite season? Mine is Rudy Gobert continuing what he's doing and Rodney Hood advancing, both of them very natural progressions. Uh, Ro- Rudy going from third to fourth year, Rodney going second to third year uh, is a natural progression. Both of them second year starters so that they get better at those kind of things. Uh, so I, I would say that that's mine. Other people think it's Trey Lyles, that if he can suddenly play 25 to 28 minutes a night and drop 15 or 16. Other people think it's Dante Exum who does it. Uh, some just think it's it's Derek Favors. Uh, obviously, he's got to get healthy. Uh, one said it was Derek Favors and Gordon Hayward, just the two of them taking steps. So it's interesting when I talk around the league or talk around our front office, the amount of different guys I talk to about what it's going to be for the Jazz to have that elite season, that plus 50 win. And here's Zach Lowe throwing it out there. Zach also had the Jazz resigning Gordon Hayward. He had the Jazz extending uh, – he had ex- had them extending Derek Favors. Uh, I mean, all of these. If all of these things happen, it would be. And he also had the Jazz uh, extending Rudy Gobert. What's interesting? He had the Jazz taking favors. They, the Jazz can go to favors right now and take his eleven million dollars to twenty-two million. 
and then max it out the rest of the way uh, for him, which is nice for him right now. Uh, the second aspect of it they then he had is once the Jazz do that, then they also extend – once they do that, they've taken up a good deal of their cap room for next year, and so then they just extend Gobert. So the aspect on Gobert is that you're not extending Gobert because of the fact – that you want to keep $20 million of cap room for flexibility. But if you go extend Derek Favors right now for, for $11 million, well, then now that number's down to nine. It doesn't matter that much as much, and you go extend Gobert uh, before the deadline. So those two things can actually work, and then you're committing to both Gobert and Favors together. I do think if you need to, you could move one. Um, but maybe you're going to commit to – Favors, Gobert, and Lyles is just your three and that they can carry the load and you can figure out a way to be good enough offensively and defensively with both uh, Favors and Gobert. I'm backwards from everybody else on Favors and Gobert right now. I don't, I'm not worried about them offensively, but I am slightly worried about where they are defensively, and that is the Mo Harkless threes in that pre- first preseason game early in the third quarter over Derek Favors, forcing him to get out on the floor, I think is a, a difficult matchup. All right, we're going to push that Tim Kempton interview to tomorrow's uh, show. So tomorrow's show will be Pack and Kempton. And before we get to our Facebook Live questions, let me tell you about Sherlock Intelligence. They are a wonderful company that really helps out the regular guy like you and I, like myself, frankly, on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So what Sherlock Intelligence is, is they're a data company, and they go in and get your data from multiple sources – And they give you a holistic picture of what's going on so your business can use that data to grow profits, find patterns, and know your customers. So we live in the the big data era. There's so much information out there. And frankly, if you don't have that data, you're not doing everything you can to push your company forward as much as possible. The problem is the big boys have entire staffs and multiple people, and they're really killing it. So how do you survive as the mid-level, smaller company You go and hire Sherlock Intelligence. And what they do is they go and capture the data from the multiple sources that you're not capable of doing. They put it together in a visual package for you and then help you analyze it. It's a really neat group of guys over there. Give them a call at 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774. Or visit SherlockIntelligence.com. We're using them for the Lockdown Podcast Network. I need to know which shows get the biggest audience. I need to know which days of the week. Does it matter which time we post it? Does it matter if it's a guest? Does it matter? All sorts of things. How do we maximize it out there? Where are we getting most of our listeners? Are they mobile? Are they desktop? Can we market a little bit more for you to listen at work and increase our audience? Who's our age bracket? Is one show suddenly got less listeners than others in a certain age? That's what Sherlock Sherlock Intelligence is able to do for me. They let me know my customers. They let me find patterns in their business. And that should allow us to do a better job. And the same thing for you. 855-339-7774. That's 855-339-7774. SherlockIntelligence.com. All right, so let's get to our Facebook Live questions. We do this each and every Thursday. And uh, Dustin thanks me for doing this. Uh, Appreciate it. Uh, James Hansen. Should we be worried about Favors' long-term health? So I always think these questions are, are really hard to answer um, because, like, what defines worry? And I'm not trying to be some 
esoteric English major, should it give way to anxiety or unease, allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles? Yeah, probably. A state of anxiety or uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Yeah, probably should make you worry. Um, the In the sense that uh, he... he Got, he was injured for much of last year, never quite seemed right when he came back, worked amazingly hard this offseason, got back very protectively, though, got back out, started running, and is having an IT band problem. I, I, I don't know if I would have anxiety over it, um, but I would have, yeah, I think you sh- we should be worried about it. It would be far better if he was out there playing every day and was healthy, right? That would be, that would be far better along the way. Um, thank you, Travis, for the nice comments. Preseason and guys are out, but how fun was watching Dante and Gobert last night? Um, they seem to have a great connection. You know, I just they both played really well. Phoenix looked awful to me. Uh, and so I'm going to temper some of this enthusiasm because I thought Phoenix was, was really dreadful last night. But what Rudy did against the Clippers is the same thing he did against the Jazz and everything else. So it really uh, did uh, amazing stuff. Oh, I just ran out of battery on Facebook Live. I hope that means I didn't just lose the entire program, but I made it, might have. I just ran. I didn't realize how much battery uh, it ate up, which also means, let's see, if I quickly go, I may have lost all the questions. Uh, hey, I'm still a rookie with this. We're just learning. Let's see if I can find this. Um, oh, good. I think uh, here are some questions. Uh, any update on Burks from Jared Bailey? Will he be ready for a season opener? I don't know the answer to that. They're hoping to get him out. Uh, there's been some positive vibes on it, but I'm not sure uh, that yet. With Hayward out, what are the advantages of Exum versus Johnson in the starting lineup? Uh, you mean Joe Exum versus Joe Johnson? Um, I I think you go Joe Johnson and let Exum play backup point guard um, along the way uh, would be would be my guess on that. Lock, squash the Hayward talk. Uh, I mean, he's a free agent, and if the Jazz do their job and keep everything positive, then I think he's he stays. But he's got the right to go look, and so I would say that um, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to squash the talk in some unnatural manner. I mean, he's a free agent; it's legitimate. We need to do a good job of keeping him happy and keeping him here. Well, that got cut short a little bit because of the fact that the battery ran out on my cell phone. I didn't realize. Uh, that it was going to chew up 25% of the battery that fast. But I guess I should have thought about that with video for an extended period of time. Uh, So tomorrow on the show, the Pack and Tim Kempton. I'm glad we got some questions um, in for you uh, and let you uh, interact a little bit. I wish I had seen more of them along the way. Uh, And uh, so I apologize that we didn't get uh, more to you, but hopefully we will. Uh, in the near future. So that is uh, today's edition of Locked on Jazz, uh, brought to you by uh, Shamrock Auto Group, as well as our good friends at Sherlock Intelligence. Jazz uh, will be off till Monday. I don't know if we have cuts coming here pretty soon, but probably uh, somewhere along the way we'll, we'll be trimming down the roster. It seems like the rest of the league is beginning uh, to do that. That is today's edition of Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.